everybody? Welcome to Drive Through Review 534. Today we're going to take a look at Tiny Epic Western. This is the, I believe, fourth in the Tiny Epic series from Gameland Games and designer uh, Scott Alms. So as you guessed it, this is set in a Western theme. Uh, players will be doing kind of like a worker placement action mixed with assembling like small poker hands uh, to get area majorities and control over different parts of this town. You also have shootouts with these little dice that are like little bullets. Uh, let's take a look at the game and then I will tell you what I think of it. Okay, here I've got everything set up as if we were playing a three-player game. There's a bunch of things to take note of. First, let's take note of these buildings here. So these are different buildings in the game. You can go and you can have worker placement in these spots. Uh, these will also give you different rewards at the end of each round. Now you can see some of these are double-sided, like if we were playing with the yellow player, then it would be flipped up to this side, and then the yellow player's buildings would of course stack up off of this porch here. But just for this example, we're going to flip that over, and that's going to be in play sort of as a neutral building. We've got a green, blue, and red building in there. Now you're always going to have directly across from each other here the town hall, and also here the sheriff's office. And the uh, placement of the rest of the buildings doesn't really matter. You just kind of want to be sitting next to yours, just in terms of convenience. Now you'll also notice that there's these other building cards that have been dealt out. Uh, here's an example here is the newspaper office. There's a couple of things to note here. At one point during the turn, you might be able to purchase this for yourself. And if you were the red player, you might add this here into a stack of buildings sort of coming off your porch there. And you would need to pay these different resources here. I'll explain what these resources are in a minute. But you need two of these, one of these, and two of these. And then it'll have some kind of special ability. Uh, it's also worth some points if you do build it. And then also these will give you kind of like shares in a particular type of stock. Now the game doesn't call them that, but for intensive purposes, this is what you get. You get you kind of back that particular type of resource there. Whereas this building here, you can see it has a different cost there. And it backs, it gets you kind of three shares in the, in the mine stock, so to speak. And then it's only worth one point. So these are going to be dealt out here underneath all of these buildings, except for the town hall, which will be one of these poker cards. Now there's a small stack of these poker cards, and you can see these go one through five in these various different suits, like horseshoes and cowboy hats and stuff. And you're going to have one face down, and that's kind of like the house card. And then you have these other ones in between each of the buildings. These are going to be face up. Now to start off each round, each player is going to be dealt two of these, they can choose to keep one sort of as their whole card. So maybe I'll keep this uh, five of teepees here. And then I'm going to put that face down there and then discard the other one and everybody else will do the same thing. And in the center here, you can also see this wanted card, which I'll go over. But this is sort of your main general player board where the players will be placing workers, possibly having duels at these different locations, and then sort of comboing off of these different pairs of poker cards. So you've got your whole card here. And then if you've got workers in certain areas, like let's say in this spot, then you might try to build a poker hand uh, in different cases here to sort of get control and then maybe even be able to purchase buildings later. So that's generally what the main board is like. And then each player is going to have a player card of themselves. Now there's various different types and you can see you've got the scout, the chief, the banker, the rancher, the gambler, and the outlaw. And this has a spot where you can track your goods and your resources. So you can see here's the three different types of resources I showed you earlier. You're going to use this to track how many you have and as you spend them you'll drop them down. Now each of the different characters here has a special ability here. So it says choose from three poker cards in phase one. Remember I said you choose from two normally. If your total influence equals five or less. 
and that's what these here, these are the different types of influence and that's what we call the resources there. And each player has two workers that are immediately available to them. So we've got these two here. And then you have this kind of sleeping worker here, which may or may not become available to you in subsequent rounds. So you just kind of put them laying face down there and you may or may not get access to them later. Now again, each player also will have every round a new hole card that they'll keep face down. Uh, the start player will be determined randomly. They get this poker chip and this will move around clockwise during the course of the game. The game will usually last six rounds. And just for fun, I'm gonna show you these cool little bullet dice and these are six-sided dice in the shape of bullets. Now, there's a couple of different phases here. On the back of these cards, it gives you a breakdown of a couple of things. Here's your general round summary. Uh, a little bit about the iconography, which isn't very difficult to digest. And it gives you a breakdown of the poker hands. Now, you only have one through five. Uh, so you can see the highest is a straight flush, and that would be a three, four, five of uh, a particular suit. And the suits are also ranked here. So the cowboy hats are higher than the teepees, which are higher than the horseshoes, which are higher than the dead cattle. Uh, so that gives you a breakdown there. So the first thing you're going to do is deal out all the cards and then shuffle up and give everybody the whole card. And then you're going to start taking turns placing out uh, your posse tokens or your workers. And so sometimes some players may have two workers and other players will have three, but you keep going around until everybody has finished placing them. And then you're going to resolve it. Now there's a few types of spaces that you can place workers. Now the first example I'm going to show you is this one here. And you can see it's got those two little arrows there. And that means you're going to sort of place the worker to one side. So if I placed it over here, then I would take the action on the left. If I moved it over here, I would take the action on the right. But for all intents and purposes, I've blocked out that entire space. Now the thing to note here is if you see there on the left is an exclamation point, that means you take the action right away. So if I go here, take that action, that means I'll get a new bullet token. And again, there's the three different types of resources, so I'll just go ahead and bump that up by one. Now if I had placed it on this side, you can see it's got the little hourglass there. I would not necessarily get that right away, and I may not even end up getting that at all. But when we go to resolve that, it's possible I might get two bullets out of that. Now you can also see there's a spot up here, there's a porch. Now right now, blue doesn't have any buildings built, but if they did, let's just take this one as an example here. Uh, if they did, whatever the top building was built, because you can build more than one of these and you want to be doing that, so maybe one round they build this one, and then the other round they build this one on top of that, then you will be able to take the action there. So they'll leave these buildings here like this so you can see how many points and different uh, industries that they're into there. But if as another player, you can go here and take this action. And there's a few different things. And now the thing to note here is as the player taking the action, you're gonna look at that icon in the upper left. That tells me that it's an immediate one. So this one will say, stand up one of your wounded posse tokens and move it to a new unoccupied placement on any location mat. So you can go there and take that. So you're like, what is a wounded posse token? Well, let's talk about the next part of worker placement and that is duels. So if another player wanted to come and try to make use of that spot or any of the spots here on these different boards, then they can go there and then they, you guys would have a duel. And then each player would take one of these six sided dice and you roll them. Let's say yellow is yellow and blue is red. So yellow got a six and then blue got a two. Whoops, nobody saw that. <laughs> Sorry, and then uh, so now yellow has beaten blue because it's six to two. Now there's a couple things blue can do. As the attacker, blue can spend bullet influence to reroll. So if blue had this uh, bullet influence here and they spent one, they could reroll the die. Now if 
uh, yellow had been on the losing end of that, they would have to spend the star here as a defensive reroll. So they could spend that and then reroll the die. So let's say blue decided to try to reroll that. And what do we got? So we got a four there on that time. So now they're only within two. The other thing that you could do, you could keep spending whatever influence you need as the attacker or defender to keep rerolling. The last thing you could do is actually reveal your whole card and show everybody what you've got. And that could be, maybe you don't want to give that information out, but you can then add that amount to your die roll. Now, if there's a tie, the defender wins. Uh, so in this case, uh, yellow would have won. So he's going to then stand on top of blue. So blue's gonna be wounded face down there and we'll go ahead and put yellow on top. Now the winner of the duel is gonna take the wanted card there that was in the middle. And this is gonna be passed around from player to player. The last person to win a duel will take this. This is gonna give you one influence of your choice. That's what that means, that's a wild influence. Uh, in the next phase and then also at the end of the game whoever has this is going to get two points added onto their score So the other thing to note here is let's say we're on this space over here uh, Then the blue player would not be able to take this reward when we go to resolve these rewards only the standing player would get access uh, to that reward. But we're gonna go around in place and take actions and get different resources activate different special abilities uh, you know, based on the buildings. Now there is one special spot I wanna show you, and that is the sheriff's office here, which I'll turn around. And you can see there's actually a couple of different spots here. Uh, this one allows you to buy leftover building when we get to the buy phase. And I'll talk about that when we get there. But then we've got these two other spots here that are gonna modify your whole card. So I've got this five here, and there's two ways that I can modify it. If I go here, I can choose to either decrease it by one or increase it by one. If I go here, I can choose to increase or decrease the suit by one. So again, remember we have a ranking of suits. So if I had the teepee, the five of teepee, I could raise that up to be a five of cowboy hats. Now it is worth noting that these will actually loop. So if you have a cowboy hat, you could push it up and then it will loop back down to a, uh, a steer there. And the same with the numbers. If this was a uh, five, which it is, <laughs> then I can raise it up one and it'll actually become a one, which you might wanna do to maybe make a pair or three of a kind or something like that or a straight. But that won't happen until we get to resolving all of these different locations. And I'll explain that now. So once we've placed all our workers out and had any duels that we needed to have, then everybody's going to reveal their whole card and then the town hall will also reveal their card. And then you're gonna have a little bit of a poker hand to happen. And that's going to be comparing people that are at your location, your whole card with their whole card, in combination with the cards around it. So if we take a look here, uh, the blue and yellow player, now even if the blue player is wounded, it's still going to participate in this resolution here. Uh, so we can see now that yellow, let's say yellow has that, all they have is a high card of five. But let's say blue had this card here, they would have a straight two, three, four. So blue would have the higher poker hand there. And what's gonna happen there is you can see there, this uh, hourglass sign there with a little kind of stack of poker chips, they're gonna get that reward there. They're gonna get the two uh, star resources there. Now they will not get, because they are wounded, this particular resource there. However, let's say yellow had won this hand, then they would of course get this uh, reward here and they would also get the reward to the right there. So yellow's got a lot more going for them. If they won that, they would get the two stars and then the two bullets. Now let's say yellow was all by himself here and there was nobody else there competing with him. What he's actually gonna do now is compete with 
the town hall card. So this is going to be sort of the game's whole card in here. So in this case, if it was two, four, five, it would be against uh, one, two, four. Then yellow would, of course, win because they've got the high card there. So they would then win both rewards because they are standing, they're not wounded, so they get this reward, and then the winner always gets that reward. Okay, so now we're going to go into the buy phase, and what you're going to do is now look at just the two cards that are next to the town hall and compare everybody's whole card against that. Whoever's got the highest hand will get the opportunity to buy first, but you have to have a worker at that location to be able to buy that. So if yellow had it, then they would have a choice here if they had the high hand to buy one of these two buildings. And again, here's the cost. There, you've got to, you've got to be able to spend that. And then you're going to tuck this underneath your porch there. And then you're going to get that many points at the end of the game. And then you're also going to get these are going to award some points as well, which I'll get to just now. Now the last step of the round, this is going to be taken by the player who has the highest hand. They get to buy the first building, but they also get to increase the sort of worth of these three little stocks or industries. And so there's always going to be uh, three here stacked on this particular location like that. And then you're just going to take one of these and then move them up. And then the winner in the second round will take another one. Maybe they'll move that. And then the third round. And then finally, you're going to have them so they're all one, two, three. Now, the reason that is, is let's take a look at this. So this is the third most valuable resource. And so there can never be more than three chips on this stack. So that's pretty easy. One, two, three. There's three rounds gone, right? So the second place, there can never be more than two. So if in round four, player X moves it there, and then round five, this one moves it there. You can't move this one here. He's now locked in third place because you can't have more than two on the second spot. And likewise, you can only have one here. So as soon as one is in each of these, you'll have played six rounds and the game will be over. Now, the other way that the game can be over is if you run through the stack of the building cards. Now, the way these are going to score points for you is if we take a look here, you can see that the orange is in first. And the player that has the most orange influence, uh, or excuse me, industry tokens on all of the buildings they've built is going to get the big number. So they're going to get five points. Whoever has the second most is going to get three. And then we're going to work our way down. So whoever has the most railroads gets three, second most is two, and so on. Okay, so that's where your points are going to come from. The majority is here, the points straight up on the buildings there. And then, of course, you get two points for having the wanted card at the end of the game. So you're going to play usually six rounds and do some worker placement, do some kind of poker hand comparisons, and have some little duels and fights. And then the person with the most points is the winner. Okay, so that is Tiny Epic Western. Uh, what do I think of it? Well, it's my second favorite Tiny Epic game. I still like Tiny Epic Galaxies uh, better, and I like this a little bit better than Tiny Epic Kingdoms. Now, this one probably, 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 is, has the most going on. It's the most complex. There's the most sort of, you know, AP that can happen. Uh, we tried playing this with the lunch group. It just goes too too long to get inside a lunch hour, uh, but it doesn't go much longer than that. I want to sell it like it's going to go forever, but it's just kind of hard to squeeze into that. So I think the box says 45 minutes or so. I would say it's surely going to push an hour, um, even after a couple of plays, because there's just there's a lot going on in this game. So how does that work? Well, you've got all these different worker placement spots and there's not really much to them. You get a resource now, you get a resource hopefully if you win the poker hand. Um, you gotta modify your poker cards. But once you start to try to look at 
the buildings that are available and and as people sort of have more special abilities to uh, play off of as they build buildings that gets more interesting and then of course you have your special abilities on your character cards which i would recommend not playing with your first game i would say get this because it's a very different kind of game there's i mean it's got worker placement and stuff and poker but mashing them together is a very different sort of uh you know consideration that you have to take because the worker placement part of it is sort of after the fact. The game isn't really about that. It's really about trying to go to a spot where you are going to be able to put together a good poker hand, hopefully, and uh, at least against the house, if not against the other players, and then control and dominate that area to get all those sort of resources when you go to resolve all those spots. Um, and then also be in a spot where you're gonna be able to afford the, and purchase the building uh, if you know once that comes around. So the thing is, is somebody can come in there and they can duel you and they can kick you out. There's a little bit of luck with the, well, there's a decent amount of luck with the dice rolling. And there's also an amount of luck with the whole card here in the town hall and the other cards that the other players have. So if you're really selling it, like you need to get in there and you got to get that particular spot, then you're not going to be probably very satisfied because chances are that something's going to go wrong and you're going to get out of there. You're not going to be able to get the majority. Uh, so, but, so I think people are going to be kind of split and my group has been split about it. I enjoy the game. I do enjoy poker and I don't mind chance in my strategy games. And this really toes that line, maybe 50, 50, where it's like, there's a good chunk of luck and there's a good chunk of sort of noodling and considering where you're going to go. And, and, but it's all about pushing your luck with that. I have this whole card that I'm trying to sort of line up in these different ways to make the most use of. And then you've also got that one spot of the sheriff's office that allows you to manipulate that. You can manipulate the suit, you can move it up and down. And so you have to be kind of careful about that because you're like, oh, well, I've got the four, I'll go in here, I'll make it a five. And then, you know, I'll have a pair of fives, but then somebody else gets a straight. So you gotta kind of see, um, you know, there's a poker turn like the pot odds. You're like, okay, well, I've got the pair, but these two are one away from each other, you know, what are the chances that they have a whole card that locks in the straight uh, and stuff like that. So you got to kind of consider all that kind of stuff, all that poker stuff before you go in and start figuring out where to place. And you can screw yourself over again on the sheriff's office where you can increase and decrease. You can, I've done it before where it's like, I go in there and I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll drop this down. And then I get killed or, or wounded in a spot. I'm like, well, it would have been nice if I had it as the face value on this other spot where I could have tried to win the majority there. So that fine line, I think is very cool and very interesting. I like this idea of a worker placement spot that you go to and then you sort of have the sort of, you know, gun or something hidden in your in your pocket to be able to come out with a surprise you've got that little extra kind of twist and i think the poker theme obviously fits uh the old west i would like to see that mechanism just that mechanism there of you kind of do a worker placement thing and then there's a sort of a contest for majority that's apart from like just how many workers do i have or how many influence do i have it's like this i i try to build together this kind of combo this set or set and the poker hand is the perfect way to do that i'd like to see that mechanism uh you know again because i think there's there's a lot of interesting stuff there i've not seen this kind of thing before and that that's really kind of what's fascinating to me about that is each turn is very like hmm okay 
All right, I could do this one here. You know, if I increase the card, decrease the card, do that. I've got enough kind of defense that I could maybe, you know, get some re-rolls out of. And again, the whole thing with like revealing the poker card uh, as a sort of uh, mitigating that, that, that duel, the dice rolling there. That's interesting because a lot of times it's a no-brainer. You just want to do it if it you know makes sense mathematically, you know, get you up enough. But sometimes you don't want to do it because it's early on. You're like, I don't want to give away that I have, you know, the one, and then you go, oh, he's got the three one, so he's gonna lock that up, you know, that kind of thing. So that's a very interesting thing. But I think and I think it fits the theme. I think that fits very well. But I'm a little bit hesitant on it because it's just one player I played with didn't like it at all, and I could see where he was coming from because there was a lot of luck and he got kind of screwed over. And, you know, I had that happen to me too, but it kind of balanced out where I had it work out my way as well. Um, so, very interesting game. I definitely would take a look at it, and it's a very interesting mechanism with the whole worker placement thing. I think it's, it, you know, I hope I did an okay job explaining it because it's it was very, very different for me, and I'm very like, wow, this is really different. So, uh, definitely take a look at it, at least for that part of it, just to try to check that whole thing out. Okay. Thanks.